Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Love Podcast. Hope you are doing just amazing. I hope your year is starting out awesome. I really, really do. Uh, we love you guys so much. We believe in you. Uh, no matter what you're doing right now, I just want to say I'm proud of you uh, for taking time to invest in yourself. And I really hope that you have jumped on the podcast we've done recently on growth plans and on prayer. And we really do. We just think this is going to add a crazy amount of value to your life. Uh, we believe in you. I don't know what you've had proclaimed over you. I don't know what people have said about you. But man, I, if, if you really, you think about it, Jesus thought you were worth dying for. That's just crazy. I, I know so many times uh, people think that they are trash, but uh, Jesus thinks you're treasure. And we do too. We think that you are worth taking time uh, to pray about taking time to think about, taking time to talk to. And so we're grateful for you. I hope that's just a little shot in the arm that we believe in you and we want the absolute best for you. So, hey, earlier in January, we talked about prayer and prayer is a game changer for our lives. It's so big. And I want to encourage you real quick. I know we all have New Year's resolutions. We have growth plans. We have all this stuff. And there's probably been something on your growth plan that you've messed up on. Maybe there's an addiction you wanted to put down that you dabbled in. Maybe there's a discipline that you wanted to pick up, but you dropped it. Hey, can I encourage you? Be a rapid repenter. Be a, be a resilient person. Pick it up and keep on going. I, I forgot who said it, uh, but it, it, was, it was something about the hardest person to beat is one who won't stop getting up. And so you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to have all the answers, but you can Commit to being a person who always gets up, a person who always tries. I love what uh, the great prophet Mike Tyson said, that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And my encouragement to you is that as life uh, throws some punches at you, some are going to land, some are going to hurt, that you would get up and move forward anyway. And so part of what we talked about during December and in January are going to be keys to doing that. Um, a, a growth plan and a word for the year, those are going to be huge true norths for, to give you a why to get up, to give you purpose, to give you direction. We talked about last week about, or about a few weeks ago about prayer, about just the intimacy that that brings with you and God. And this week we're going to talk about the word, uh, talk about the word of God. And hey, I want to encourage you. Uh, I know some of you guys, you, li you, you listen to the word, you read the word and all that stuff. But hey, hang with me. Uh, for a few minutes, I really believe you're going to get something out of this, whether it's a new outlook on God's Word or whether it's some application that you can take. Um, and we will crisscross a little bit with prayer, uh, just kind of, again, talking about some of the ways that I've seen people get in the Word. Uh, but hey, sometimes the Word can be a little intimidating. So so the Bible is made up of a smaller, uh, we know them as books of the Bible, um, but there's 66 of those. And I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe it's 66 books by uh, like 42 authors, I believe, in like 13 different professions. Uh, I'm, I'm almost positive that that's, that that's the case. Uh, but it's just a crazy collection of what God has done, of God's story. And, and I, I know it's a lot, and sometimes there's some ways you get uh, lost and confused in there. But it really is a love story. It's And you know what? You can try to be manly and say you don't like a good love story. Everybody likes a good love story, especially when it's about somebody loving you. And that's what the Bible is. And so I referenced this last time, but I just want to say it. Uh, there's a bunch of passages about uh, God's Word, about the Bible. But I want to give you this. I love this. This is Romans 12, 
2. And I think that this is something that we all want. It says, uh, Romans 12, 2, do not copy the behavior of the world. Or, or some translations say, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Pat, or like conform would be like pressed together. Uh, but this translation I, I'm reading, I love. It says, do not copy the behavior or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, this is math. We'll talk more about it, but change the way you think. Then you will learn to know. This is huge because we all, if you're, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you want this. It says, then you will be able to learn to know God's will for you, which is perfect and pleasing. This is, I mean, this is massive. So I, I just want to walk through this a little bit and tell you how God's word affects this. It says, let uh, God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I'm telling you, uh, and and we reference this. There, there's a CDC stat that says 90% of your thoughts are uh, they come from your internal dialogue. And again, that's what it, it may have taken behavioral scientists until the year you know 2021 to get that. But God's word has known that from the very beginning that God wants to transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, but first of all, I just want to highlight God's love. Think about this. What if somebody knew everything you thought? What, what if somebody knew, like if you're sitting there talking to somebody and they knew what you were thinking about what they were saying? I don't know about you. I wouldn't have any friends. I would have no friends. If people knew the crazy stuff I was thinking— the terrible things I was thinking. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be able to keep people around me, yet God knows every thought you've ever thought, and He loves you. He pursues you. I, I just think it's, I think it's crazy. And let me tell you this. The more you know God's Word, the more you'll understand how much He loves you. But again, do not be copied um, by, or, or do not copy the behaviors or customs, or do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. So let's think about that for a second. What would conform us? What would make us copy the behaviors of the world? I wonder what you thought right there. For me, it's the stuff I ingest, like with my eyes. It's the stuff that I'm listening to. It's the, it's, it could be the music. It could be the Instagram post. It could be the Netflix things I'm binging, whatever it might be. I'm telling you that whatever it is, you see it. If, if you're if you're binging Harry Potter uh, this time of year, Rachel loves Harry Potter, we're watching it. You, it. It's what comes to mind. I see a stick, I see a wand. It all just kind of comes together, right? But whatever you are taking in is shaping how you see out, what you see. And so God's word is going to transform how you see people. I think that right now, we see people being more divided than ever. But if you look at the news, if you look at a lot of social posts, it's so us versus them. It's so they did this, they don't do this, they care, they don't care. All this stuff that brings so much disunity, so much division. And I really do think that that's why we have all of this division, but that's what people are taking in. If we will take in God's word, that's how we will be transformed. And I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish people knew what God's word says about them instead of what the world says about them, you know? And so, because again, you look at, you look at Ephesians 2.10, Ephesians 2.10 says you're a, you're a masterpiece. 
made on purpose with a purpose, to do great things. When's the last time you looked in the mirror? Or when's the last time you thought about yourself and you thought, I'm a masterpiece. Like I made, I made so intentionally, I made so perfectly, I have the gifts that I have for a reason. I mean, that's so crazy, right? You would call that person prideful. You'd say all that, but that's what happens whenever we're taking our outlook from God's word. And how many of us wish we knew what God wanted us to do? I think that so many of us do. And being in God's word, that's what it says. Uh, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So I just want to encourage you, getting in God's Word is massive. Again, for me, I talked about last time, but I do the one-year Bible reading plan, uh, which is the one-year Bible in you version. And something else I'll do is once a quarter, I go through the New Testament, and I just listen to that uh, when I'm in the car or whatever it might be. But I do sit down, and just like we talked about with prayer, do you have a space where you sit down and, and look at God's Word? Do you? I think that that's massive. I think that having a distraction-free environment, because if we really do believe it's God's word to us, I, I mean, think about getting a letter, a text message, a phone call from somebody you idolize. I think that you would take some real time. And I do not want us to treat God's word like it's just common. So we need to have a place, a place where we're looking at a place where we can dive into God's word. And we want to read God's word. We also want to study God's word. Pastor referenced something uh, a few weeks ago in the podcast called the Blue Letter Bible app. Uh, it, it is an app on your phone or you can look out on your desktop, but Blue Letter Bible uh, makes it super simple like to study. If you have a word in there, uh, maybe like this word transform um, in Romans 12 too. That word's only used three times in God's word. Uh, that, that word for transform, which means be made completely new. And I want to encourage you guys, there's some of you that feel like there's some parts of your life you can't change. You have an addiction. You have a relationship. You feel like you cannot change it. God's word says Otherwise, it just says otherwise, but we have to take that in and believe what it says about us. So, hey, let me uh, let me read through this, uh, just these questions. There's some of the same or similar questions that I talked about that I use when I pray. Uh, again, because I'm doing my prayer and my Bible reading at the same time, trying to mix in God's words and my words. But in it, it, these are four questions that I'll ask when I'm reading God's word. And so, like, whenever I'll pick out a passage— um, in the Bible reading, one or two passages that I really feel like God's drawn me to. And I'll ask this, what does this passage tell me about God? So what do I learn about God? And so in that in that Romans 12 too, don't be don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. I learn about God, that God wants to transform me into a new person. And then it says later that it'll help me know God's will. God's not some magician trying to hide his will from me. He wants me to know it. So that it tells me that about God. That's a great reminder for me. The next question I ask is, what does this tell me about people? What does this tell me about people? You know what this tells me about people? Romans 12, uh, 2, it tells me that people can change. How much do we give up on people, including ourselves, because we think we can't change? This tells me right here, what does it tell me about people? Is that they can be transformed. They can be transformed, and they can know God's will for their life. I mean, it is massive. I love that. So what does it tell me about people? And then right here, what does this passage tell me about pleasing God? Well, this one actually makes it really clear. That last part says, Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good 
and pleasing and perfect. And so what pleases God is for me to know His will. How do I know God's will? I get in God's Word. God wrote. God had the Holy Spirit inspire people to write these words down so that we would have them, so we don't have to guess, so we do have a framework. I'm not saying there's not parts of the Bible that are hard. There's parts of the Bible that are hard for me. It's what my degree's in. It's what I'm getting my master's in. But I'm telling you, there's still some parts that are challenging, but it's still, it, it's pleasing to God that we would get in and know His will. And this last one, what? and this last question, what change is the Holy Spirit asked me to make in my life? And so this right here, do not be, and I'm going to keep reading it. Again, this is how I learn. But it says, don't copy the behaviors or customs of this world. And so I'll ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, are there any behaviors or customs of this world that I am copying? Again, that other, that other translation where it says, do not be conformed to this world. I'll ask, are there some ways where I'm conforming? Right? Am I am I treating my wife a certain way because that's how it looks on TV? Am I am I staying at work late because that's what success looks like? And I want people to think I work hard instead of going home and living with my kids. I mean, there is so much to this, but that question, I'm telling you, it is so powerful. What change is the Holy Spirit asked me to make? I, I I'm telling you, this is it's so big. Those four questions are super helpful. I want to give you one other way. I want to give you one other way that you can get into God's Word, uh, and then we'll wrap up. But one other way, you may have heard this, maybe not, totally fine, uh, but it's it's called the SOAP method, S-O-A-P, um, and the S stands for summarize, uh, the O stands for observation, the A stands for application, and the P stands for prayer. And this, again, this is a way to get in to understand God's Word. This is Huge. I, again, I know God's work can feel intimidating, it can feel big, but this is a way for you to go just verse by verse, which will honor God. Again, summarize, uh, write those verses in your own words. Remember, I, I said oh, I, whenever I'm uh, praying and in the Word, I do it at the same time. And so as I'm reading the Word, if there's uh, the Bible, if there's something that sticks out to me, I write it down in my journal. This is huge. It's so, so big. And so write it down in your own words. I, it, it just helps you mem- remember it. It helps you give you the opportunity to ask those questions. Uh, observation. What is it saying in context? Now, this is a big one to have a mentor for, uh, people that you can text or call. This I Faith Promise to do something called groups where you can have this discussion. Uh, but uh, And oh, ooh, ooh, let me give you this massive, uh, I, I almost, I would have forgot this. There's something called the Bible Project. If you have never looked at the Bible Project, it is a game changer. If you go online uh, on on the YouTube's and you go to Bible Project, they've got they have their own page or whatever, and you click on playlists, and there'll be one. There, there's a bunch of them, but if you look, there's one for the New Testament, and there's one for the Old Testament, and they have this overview of each book of the Bible, and they're anywhere from five to nine minutes. So they're not super long. But I seriously, I watch it every time I start a new book of the Bible. But what that'll do is that'll help you give a context. What's happening in the world at the time this was written? So that's the observation piece. Application, again, that's that same question. What is the Holy Spirit asking me to do? Um, And then that that P, prayer, commit the truth, uh, and action steps uh, that the Lord has put on you. These are huge. And you hear me talk about action. What's the Holy Spirit asking me to change? What's He asking me to do? And I want to draw you to James one twenty two, where it says, Do not just listen to God's Word, but you must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. 
And we are not going to be a people who fool ourselves. We are not going to people be a people who do lip service. If you are a Christian out there, can I just, can I implore you, please, when you get into God's Word, ask that question, what can I do differently? I've probably, I'm thinking, I've probably read the Bible, I could say with like integrity 10 times. I'm 32. Yeah, I, I've read the Bible 10 times, maybe eight, but probably 10 times. Every single time I read through and I ask God, is there a change you want me to make? Heck yes, there is. I'm sitting here just reading Romans 12, 1 and 2 over and over again as, as we do this podcast. And there are things that I need to change right now. And so again, and these changes, these are not changes for guilt. These are changes. These are things that we do to get back to who we're called to be, to get back to who God has made you to be. And then again, I, I want to bring you to uh, one more passage as, as we start to wind this down. But Psalm 139, Psalm 139 is, is huge. And it talks about how God's known you since the beginning. And the reason I bring that up is because that's something that I'll do is I've got a couple passages that I always go back to. I go back to 1 Peter 3, 9, where God says it is his will that none should perish. He doesn't want any to perish. He doesn't want any to miss out on heaven. And when I read that, when I see that, I know that men and men and women are his method to see that great commission go so that nobody will miss out on heaven. Again, this the God's word, it is a realignment. But what I want to really caution you is we do not read God's word and not act. We have to read God's Word and act. If, if I know it's January. A lot of people are thinking about their physical health. If you eat, 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 and you never move, 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 you will, be, you will get fat. Uh, well, not everybody. I get fat so fast. It's like a superpower I have. But if you eat and don't move, then it actually is bad for you. Can I encourage you, if you read God's Word and you don't act on it in love, you know what you're going to be? You're going to be religious judgmental person. Can I remind you who crucified Jesus? It was religious and judgmental people. We get into God's word to get marching orders to go. That's what we do. And hey, let's not look at the world and say, oh my gosh, I wish things were different. Let's look at the world and say, I'll be different. I'll make a difference. I'll win the world, starting with the world around me. And so, but we can't do that without God's word. I believe in you. Hey, I'm so proud of you, and I, I really do. I hate that the enemy has put so much guilt around God's Word. That's not it. That, that's not from God. Again, Romans 8.1. You, you can hear me. I don't have all these. The only scripture I have down on my notes is Romans 12.2 and James 1.22. But I, I know my internal dialogue is so negative that I have to have a passage to combat everything the enemy tells me. When he tries to make me feel guilty— I talk about, I think about Romans 8, 8, 1. You know, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And you know what it gives me opportunity to do? It gives me the opportunity to, to decide, am I going to listen to the world, the enemy, or am I going to listen to the word, God's word? If you look in Luke 4, when Jesus was starting his ministry, when he was going to go win the world, he started with a 40-day fast, and he started in God's word. And you know what? Whenever the enemy came and tempted him, you know what Jesus did? He knew God's word to combat it, to combat him. And so I believe in you. I love you. I really am. I'm so proud of you. And God wants to use you in a massive way. He just wants to use you to change the world. We know 
that our world needs needs changing. And I believe it's in Matthew 5 when it talks about uh, nobody lights a lamp to put it under a basket, but to be upset on, to, to bring light to the whole house. You are a city set on a hill to make a massive difference. And as the world gets dark, you know what? We are the light. And how do I turn on my light? How do I know what light to shine? That's through God's Word. Hey, I'm, I'm, I just can't wait to see what God does in your life this year. I'm excited you let me be a part of it 20 minutes at a time. And we're going to keep on bringing people in uh, to, to speak to you and be with you. I love you. I believe in you. I'll see you soon.